What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Power Stroke Tech Talk podcast. This is number 18. We got a full house tonight. We got returning DS up in the house, Kegman, Nate, Reeland, Matt, Angry Bear, and Zach, straight from the West Coast, right up in Washington, Holla. Um, we uh, are going to be talking uh, about a video that went live yesterday, uh, the 22nd of January, uh, about the uh, SPE CCV delete. Uh, I think the comments were uh, overwhelming, um, and it's something I want to talk about to get a little further in, in detail. Um, but I want to say we're on, we want to uh, um, uh, get on... Spotify, uh, let you guys know that we're on Apple, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and Podbean. Um, for those of you that don't have the ability to play YouTube in the background. So we are going to get this rolling. Um, Zach, uh, real quick, just a rundown. If you just want to tell everybody just uh, um, maybe what you do. You just started a Ford dealer, you are saying, and maybe how long you've been in the business or whatever. And We'll uh, get this shindig rolling, man. Yeah. Well, I started in a field, I think, around 2012. I was about 19 years old. Uh, I started doing tires and oil changes at a Sears Auto Center, worked my way up, and you know, went through the typical apprentice dumb-dumb moves and eventually found my way up here into Washington and started at a Kia dealership, and that's where I cut my teeth on a lot of stuff. Uh, been with them for... Know, Kia and Hyundai Genesis product lines for five years now, but recent uh, political concerns inside that company forced me over to the Ford side, which I'm not turning back from. I think it's pretty damn fun that I'm back to working on trucks that I used to work on when I was 19, 20, 21 years old. Oh, yeah. So learning oh, yeah. curve again, though, it's a lot different. Oh, yeah. It definitely uh, a lot of good stuff you'll learn um, uh, just here on the channel with with just common wiring problems uh, that uh, we find uh, myself, Matt, uh, Angry Bear here, um, the stuff that we see all the time with just uh, aftermarket upfitters, um, whether it be uh, corrosion state. So uh, being in Washington, I mean, I don't know what the weather and, and uh, geographical uh, weather climate is as do you guys get snow out there or you guys use salt and stuff on the road yeah so the when i moved up here actually about end of 2015 early 2016 was near the snowpocalypse uh of this area it actually froze most of i-5 with about three to four inches of ice and snow wow. and people were literally jumping out of their cars and just like walking off the freeway middle like literally three o'clock in the afternoon rush hour people just nope we're done getting out of their cars and walking away wow but it's rare that we get those kinds of weather events it's mostly just kind of mild uh, mild and breezy but the fires is last year it was well over 80 degrees for most of the summer damn sorry boys i'm not i'm not laughing at you too i'm just reading <laughs> some of these comments and some of the replies to them and i <laughs> I know. I know some of them were uh, some of them are okay. Uh, uh, how many uh, thumbs down does it say? I think there's only a couple of them. Three. Uh, oh, I guess that George Mud got him stuck doing that one view appeal like the Metallic Green 1964 Buick Skylarks. I don't know where the dude's at, man. I I, I, I straight up. 
uh, I've exhausted I've exhausted all forms of <clears throat> of communication to the to the the chat there and uh dude I mean, do you think do you think if the phone rings he's like what's going on mikey and mike he's like well um i thought mikey left i mean there's an incoming call and i think that the, that's right mikey the phone's ringing <laughs> I, th- I thought mikey left the show no that was pascal that was, was that a pascal? salesman yeah pascal left. i don't know matt you better watch out what if he sees this podcast and he sees what you're saying about him we're not talking bad about him. Just, I just said I want to talk to him. I mean, hey man, I just got some questions like for you. Uh, I mean, you're a senior tech to me, to all of us. Uh, you're, you got, you know, a lot more of experience, and I think, you know, talking to another uh, seasoned vet would just, you know, I think that'd be kind of cool. I'm not trying to poke fun, make any type of derogatory comments towards what you've built. I'm, you know, trying to do the same thing. So. Um, um, yeah, I think it would be be good. Yeah, but it would be cool to get him on here. Uh, It'd I definitely think, be funny. It'd be pretty. pretty yeah. funny. he's, a, he's a, definitely a character. I left. I left. I left my number. So I mean, uh, the hot, hot hotline's always open. We're waiting. Um, I guess you could always ask the followers to drop him a line. If like thirty people dropped him a comment saying, "Hey, go play PT." True that. That is you true. Know, that is true. Maybe we can zoom it up. But anyway, so, what were you what were you standing before Matt started laughing? Oh, he was giggling. No. I was uh, giggling. Uh, talking about the uh, the corrosion. If they use, uh, do they use salt out there? In Washington? Yeah, it's mostly on the Oregon side. The Washington Washington Oregon kind of has their own weird duo where if one's not doing it, the other won't. But when we had that, like I said, snowpocalypse, we had. Uh, stuff from all the way from Seattle coming down through Vancouver into Portland area oh, just to de-ice shit. the hills. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Wow. But up, I wish up to that point there's not very much corrosion until you get to the coast. Mm. I wish Michigan mm. ran sand instead of salt. Yeah, that'd be I nice. wish more states ran sand. Mark from Ohio it. said that they use uh, beet juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they put a, it in their de-icer. Yeah, they use like a de-icing slurry to some degree, but it they can't use it near the river because of EPA concerns. I, I don't know how sand would work. I've never, I've only used salt. You know, I don't know how effective it would be. Uh, sand is more as like a, a traction agent. So yeah. you're going to see it. I mean, basically the same places you'd see salt and deceleration areas, intersections, hills, um, around turns. That's what Colorado uses. And it honestly, I like it better than, I think some places in Colorado and out there use salt, but sand works, I'd say marginal, marginally better and it doesn't ruin your car. Oh, okay, wow. Okay. And yeah, you know, for the most part, unless we're, seeing cars from the coast or you know anything over 15 years old is pretty well rusted but we try to avoid most of that at our dealer it's anything 20 years and younger Uh, and we get a couple get a couple old girls here and there at our store but a lot of comments that's crazy i'm looking at dude i looked you had 199 comments and i didn't filter out your replies but damn that's a lot of comments i'm telling you that's a lot 
Um, it's a hot topic. I think it really is. Um, I, I I support CCD deletes. I support you know doing all that. Do I recommend it all the time? Can't I think, say I do. I think the circumstance has to be right because I was talking to a guy this morning about it. Um, you know, every every engine has a certain degree of blow by. There's going to be a certain degree of blow by in every engine. That's why we have PCV. That's why we have CCV. It's it's we can't contain everything in that combustion chamber and some of it's going to leak into the crankcase so if byproduct it's what happens okay so if you had for instance my 2020 compared to let's say um this dude's uh 15 well let's take 2020 out of it let's say i had an 11 and let's say i had a 16 um if i were to say that the 16 which has more miles on it than the 11 or, or vice versa, one's going to be wore out more than the other. It's just, it's just how it is. So there may be a different degree of blow by compared, comparing the two trucks together. So if you were to take your oil fill cap off and run the engine, get it hot, take that off, you know, as you've seen in one of the videos that I've done with it blowing off because it's, CCD box is plugged up. Um, look at how much smoke's coming out, how much vapor's coming out. It may be more on a truck that has more miles. It may be less on a truck with less miles. So if you're going to put one on, I think it would be more noticeable not having a, a CCD box than if you had to do it on a truck that's just chooching already so you know some of the comments if you look through them the dude's like you know i've had it on for thirty thousand miles i've had no problems no leaks no smell i love it been running great da 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 one dude's i got two hundred thousand miles on it same thing another dude's like i can't stand the smell i pull up to a drive through it's like, well, is his truck wore out more? Okay, well, if it was wore out more and you're producing more blow-by, well, what was going to cause you to produce more blow-by? Right, is it right. something with the engine? Did Okay, again, we're talking about oil. Is it not because you're running a good quality oil? Is it because you're, you're not running Total synthetic? lack of maintenance. I knew you were going to sneak that in there. Lack thereof, sneak that in exactly. There. I mean, I mean, I my thing with the whole CCV thing is I I have yet to do it on a pickup truck, right? It's mostly cabin chassis trucks and trucks that are idled like excessively. Now that is a maintenance item. So does that responsibility fall on the technician to recommend to replace it? Does the responsibility fall on the owner to follow the owner's manual and the, you know, well, schedule. if it's going to be on they're the tech, obviously right. That that but text gonna have to be smarter than the average bear, not just some quickling kid that's just, just gonna right. change the oil. Like yeah. I think I think the really hard thing, and I don't want to say where Ford screwed up with this, but anytime I go to sell a filter, a customer sees it as an upsell and they see it as an upsell is the same thing as their cabin air filter, that it doesn't matter. So it's, it's kind of trying on. to rip them off. Yeah, right, they right. see they like they're That's, like oh, yeah. crankcase ventilation filter. You're making oh, that you up. You don't That's need like, that. 
that's no, a weird I, that's a weird thing because like when i'm at the dealership getting maintenance i feel like the dealer the the service advisors are a little bit oversensitive like they're bringing you air filters they're showing you i'm like dude just put the filter in the truck put a new one in but there you can dude. tell that they're like worried oh i'm making sure the filter is ready man i'm not yeah. worried about a filter put an air Come filter in, in yeah, yeah. but I mean, not everyone's that. like that because I right, right. say from firsthand experience, a lot of diesel owners, first-time diesel owners, don't want to say it, but I'm going to can be pretty cheap because they're like, I spent a lot of money on this truck and now I have to put more money into it. But I've said it once, I've said it a million times, I'll keep saying it, if you can't afford the big boy truck then you can't afford the big boy truck maintenance i just talked to a dude today he he, he texts me on 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 fucking facebook and it's like and is you know explaining his concern da 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 and it's and it's like oh i'm like it's probably some injectors man it's a 6 i was like probably need a couple of injectors i was like big deal just do them he's like oh well if you think 1230 dollars is a big deal i'm like Dude, don't forget I mean, you drive a Super Duty. It's going to be thousands to fix yeah, at times. It is what it that's, is. That's Fuck. the nature of the beast. And what like, you, what are you going to do? It, that's kind that's of the way it's it definitely given diesels or you know we'll say power strokes, six liters and six fours in a sense bad names. I'm going to say six fours more than six liters because the amount of catastrophic failures those things would have. But once you get done quoting a long block and labor and you're at 18 grand, they think you're full of shit and tugging their leg. And it's like, I, this is another thing. If I quote you a forward quality reman long block or a brand new long block, I'm not doing that because it's easier. I'm not doing that because I want to upsell and get more hours out of you. I'm doing that because I want you, the customer, to have full warranty coverage on everything, right? If I just do a short block and I have a valve stick and you're already out of warranty, that's not covered, right? There's nothing Well, you just had this apart. What do you mean it's not covered? What do you mean it's not covered? What do you mean you're not going to goodwill it? What do you mean this? What do you mean that? So that's why... We are taught, and I think Aaron and Nick and Zach would agree with me. That's why we do that. It's not because we want to get more money out of you. It's because I want you to have the best experience possible. And quite honestly, if I put an engine in your truck, I never want to see it again. Unless I'm changing the the oil on it. I think the most cost-effective repair sometimes is just to put an engine in it. I mean, I have a a vehicle at work right now. And it's a gas V10. It's a bus. It's got t- 2,000 miles on it. Oil cooler must have failed. I got milk in the oil cooler. Thing overheated. Cam caps are scored. It's like, why would, you know what I'm talking about? ESP is going to want you to tear it down. It's like yep. the person behind the desk. Okay. I respect their job. I get it. I'd want them to respect mine. But you need to understand or have the concept or principle of what we have going on here and not what you have going on behind this computer. Um, for 
me to waste my time, not my time, for me to waste Ford Motor Company's money to tear something down when I obviously know what the root cause is already, I just, it kind of aggravates you at times because all you want to do is just get to. I agree with you, but there's a reason they got to that point is because there are bad seeds that have gotten to the point of having to do that. Oh, is there a visitor? There's a visitor. Oh, Archie. Oh, Oh, Archie. They need to realize once you overheat an engine, you might as well replace it. You're done, though, man. Smoke those pistons. Don't ask me how I know. (laughs) What are you doing? Coming from low luxury land, it's it's not uncommon for a lot of people to buy these like $10,000 cars that really are only worth about $1,500 in scrap metal. Oh my God. And realize that, you know, one module on that car is $5,000 and it's made by the lowest common denominator. Like, I'm not kidding you, a smart cruise control radar module that sits on your front bumper, your Genesis, that's five grand. For real? Yeah. Yeah, And I'm not kidding you, it's about the size of an iPhone. Dude, it's the same and, reason I would never buy a platinum truck or yeah. a high trim level truck is like your heads up display goes out and you really want it to work again, pull out your checkbook. Yeah. I mean, those LED lights and all that stuff. It's like, it's ridiculous. A, a Nexel or Nexel T might be better long term, just all the technology. Yeah. Well, sh- shoot, dude, your power mirrors go out. If you have, you know, power power telescoping, power fold, you got 1,600 for one side, 1,400 for the other side. 1,200 for a tail. How much was that tail lamp that you had with that bliss line? Was that thing 800 bucks? Yeah, something like that. It has the... One tail light. Yeah, the side obstacle detection module integrated into it. Dude, and my favorite thing about those two is they have a core on them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All because they go back to the, the manufacturer. That was yeah. the thing with our transmissions. It, they don't want them things on the streets. Yep they they don't even they don't even tell you how to diagnose it. Other than is it a solenoid? Is it the module or is it the actual wiring? Other than that, you're not rebuilding them. You're not touching anything inside of them. You just rip out, put a new one in, program it, and ship it out on the road. And that's wow. the way most most of it goes because it's all their internal warranty policy. I had to work a lot with that because, you know, 10 year, 100,000 powertrain, you have to do everything to the T every single time. It's like, sure, yeah, let me I just contact your of, PA shit for four hours a day. I get jealous of our Honda dealership is like kitty corner to us and our Mazda store is right behind us now because they have moved to their own building. But I get real jealous of our Honda constituents because they have an engine noise and it's under powertrain. Honda's like, eh, just put an engine in it. <laughs> they don't have to tear it apart. They don't have to do anything. Oh, you got a little bit of a shift flare? Eh, put a trans in it. I guess that's going to go back to the uh, scientists in J-Pan. And yeah. they're going to tear just that thing up. down a, and figure out what's going on. A little bit of a shift flare, though? Man, it's got to be pretty consistent, right? 
Uh, I mean, obviously, like it's not going to be like a, a programming issue, but it's like if right, it really right. flares like the three four shift, and then whatever else is on that, um, put an engine in it. Thank you. Come carrier again. or whatever. Then yeah, Honda would be like, yeah, just, just replace it. Thank you. Don't come tear again. it down. But yeah. well, and uh, Honda. When I worked for Toyota Honda dealership for a little bit, the one of the guys there instead of you know, the typical practices, if you have a problem with their first gen or second gen CVTs, then you just do an entire unit. No, no problem. No questions asked. Well, he got smart. And instead of doing that, he was doing uh, one, two clutches. And that was the like soft entry into the CVT action instead of that, like, just to get the car rolling, yeah. you know? And so when he found out how to do that, man, he was pumping them out like two, three a day. Tear them out, rip it apart, put new clutches in, put it back together, and ship it down the road. I was very, very surprised that Ford low time and serviced a 7.3 gas engine for a noise. Very surprised by that one. But I don't know if that's has to do with a lifter issue that seems to be going on with those or what. We got one with something like that, but... Tick, 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 tick. Well, I we listened to it and just sounded like it. I don't know. They're probably going to put out TSV. It's going to end up being like the modular engines. They're going to be like, that's a normal characteristic. Probably. They're probably, so what? they're probably taking care of those 7.3 customers because it's new. It's yeah. the new guy. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, whatever, Ford wants the engines back so they can you know, compare and contrast everything and be like, okay, well, we can improve this, improve that. Um, oh, we didn't see this coming. So I guess that's kind yeah. of the unfortunate thing of getting a first gen, but I don't think I've heard of anything with six, seven yet. So that seems to be a good thing. Although I would you. like to tear one of those apart just to see how small those pistons are now. Yeah. Well, the, the, they just came out with the few TSBs or at least something that was on the main page of PTS about, um, the 10 the new 10 speeds oh, literally like, the page like this long of 10 r140 tsbs yep yeah. all saying it's normal it's normal just just uh -huh. let the customer drive it it's normal <laughs> well no the thing say... that got the thing that got me and made me laugh is it was like um when you're in park the vehicle has a strategy or the trans has a strategy to go into neutral mm -hmm. and then it engages into whatever gear it demands based on load coming out of neutral and acceleration and everything or whatever, right? I said, tell, refer the customer to the owner's manual for this. And it's like, what? <laughs> I, that doesn't what? make any sense. <laughs> yeah. I will say like- They, they have one truck that does this. They have another truck that doesn't. You want me to tell them to look at the owner's manual, tell them it's normal. I will say okay. this, the six speed is simpler and it shifts better. Like it does the same thing every time you drive it. It just does the same thing. It seems like it just, it's just transmission, but the 10 speed. I did get a 10 speed to row through all 10 gears on its own. If I put I mean, my engine cool. brake on, it'll do it. They're cool. That thing was literally like, yeah, but sometimes it like misses a gear or sometimes it does something weird. But it's cool. Yeah, they other do some than that. funky stuff. 
We got three 2020s in the house right now. We got 30 speeds right now. Well, I, I mean, do love the six I have a six speed. speed. I have the hidden fourth gear. Six speed is a good transmission. Yeah, simple I to wish. work on, reliable. Very reliable, very consistent. Which, which if you're following speed? snow, if you're six R one forty. Whatever work the five R one ten is a six speed. Yeah, but that here. that's a six O shit. <laughs> well, rocks six four shit six too. Speed, six speed we ain't talking six four shit. Although you know, I, I do have a studded six four complete sitting in a crate at work. Dude, I feel. I feel really bad for my coworker because he, I think since end of October, he has literally been doing nothing but six liter work. Oh, I'll fucking tell and you, like, bring it, baby, bring it. One customer has brought us two trucks now and he bought the trucks and he's like, I just want you guys to do literally everything. So pulled the engine on one, head studs, whole shebang. Um, block half gaskets, this, that, the other. Then um, we had another customer come in with an excursion. He did the same thing on that one because that Damn. customer wanted it. Same guy that had the other one came in, wanted it done on that one. So he just finished that one up. We had the customer that had the crank break in half, well, snapped on that one. He just started on that one. And then after that, He's got head gaskets to do on another one. And it's like, he can't get away from it every time he thinks he's done with doing six liter work. Mm-hmm. Well, once you're good at it, you know what I mean? It's not bad to stay with. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's like, it's just. People wants... did make their fortunes off of them. That's what I was raised on, baby, right there. But All I mean, right. it's like, at some point you need a change of scenery. You're like, come on. I don't know, yeah. man. Brakes like are so yeah. monotonous and boring, if, but just give me some brakes right now. If you're staying Something. on the same motor, you could get more proficient, I would think. But Oh, I mean, uh, he, he grew up. It's like Aaron, you know. He grew up, like literally grew up with that engine, and I can just grab anything off of that engine. I'll be like, what's this? And I'll be like, it goes here. How do you, Question. How do you do that? What if? You guys want to okay. do a game? You guys want to do a game? What kind of game? I don't know if this is your question, and I ran this by A-Rod. What if we give one of you guys, whoever it is, we'll basically have, we'll like, we'll give Sean like a bucket of bolts and components, and he's going to have a cheat sheet of what is what, and he's just going to whip one up and be like, what's this bolt for? What does this go to? That'd be fucking great. What is this connector for? Just to see like how screwed up our memory is of how we just know where stuff goes. I could do that yep. with a six, seven, but I was eight years old when the six liter came out. So. <laughs> uh, Dude, Cause I it's mean, like, if... I, I will see a bolt laying on the ground and I'll like wonder, I'll be like, huh, I'll go to put some back together. And it's like a bolt that I must've not realized dropped. And then I'll forget about it. And then I'll be walking. I'll be like, what the fuck? Oh, that is a secondary water pump bolt. I'm like, how the hell did I even know that? I mean, I don't even know where that goes. The Theta engines, because we started doing short blocks with them. 
at one point you could take every single bolt on that engine, throw it in a different corner of the shop, spin me around, give me a fifth of whiskey and just let me go like a rabbit around the shop. And I will tell you where every single bolt goes, what torque <laughs> spec it is and exactly why I know that because they've all broken on me at least once. <laughs> Man, I put an engine, I put an engine in a Kia once and after putting it in the, the plug, near the mat for the proportioning valve on a massive cylinder yeah. plug into something else it was the same plug the same size and i'm like never have i seen a vehicle where you could just mix up two plugs right next to each other yeah like, it was pretty common for the the back bank v6 cylinders and the um the four cylinders before they yeah, went to the one like this, fits that this cylinder. was a this was a four cylinder Kia. Yeah, it had to be like a I mean, two thousand. What can you oh, do old, that with on a dirt. six seven? Do what on a six seven? That you can it's like, like all the all the harnesses should lay properly. Like everything should be full foolproof. Unless you're gonna like plug an injector in the wrong spot or like a spark plug or something wrong. But a but two two things that have nothing to do each other do with each other. Are portioning valve and whatever else it was near the intake uh, like yeah. what the older ones dude are, i know what it is now old mitsubishi crap anyways um mitsubishi it was Mitsubi on a transit that another shop had worked on and poor guy that got stuck working on six liters it was him the you know like the wheel speed sensor connectors will have like Say this is your connector. You'll have a tab here and a tab here, and then the yeah. other one will have a tab here and a tab here. Yeah. Well, for whatever reason, on the male side, they stopped doing that. So you would literally look at these two connectors and you'd be like, huh. well, shit, <laughs> which one goes where? But I mean, obviously, like, if you looked at the diagram of wiring color or wire color, you would know, but it's like just. Oh. Quick glance. Oh, why is the ABS light on? Which you quickly figured out because that's all why that stuff it was should at be pretty store. No, I mean yeah. ABS lights. Well, yeah. So like they had the ABS light on. He looked at the connectors and he's like, "These are the same connectors," but I wonder. And I'm trying to think, like, I, what what bolts could you screw up on a six seven? Probably harness bolts. I, I have a, a, a comment and a question. The or not a question, a statement. I was watching uh, TikTok or it was on Instagram, but it was like somebody had you know reposted. So like this guy's like, so you know, he, he's walking with the bolt. He's like, so I'm I'm a mechanic, and as a mechanic, I like to walk around the shop and go up to one of my coworkers' jobs and take this bolt and just set that bolt right in their little bucket oh, of bolts. Fuck. Can you imagine, like, I mean, dude. I, I, I mean, I, I would eventually notice, but I mean, can you imagine, like, some dude who's, you know, got all his shit light up? You know how we try to keep our shit nice and, you know, neat and organized, and I don't. Come I by literally like, just throw it in my what car. the fuck is that? He's making you feel like you forgot some shit or something. Oh, yeah, I have, that's so I have funny. Considered, too. I have considered very hard. And I have a spare tone wheel. 
Ooh. A spare crankshaft. <laughs> I have very highly considered after someone put the battery cables back on to just drop that in the roll cart and see what see what would happen. Bro, somebody just did that, but they didn't take it off. They left it on the old engine. Uh oh. And then put the new engine in. I mean, luckily, a trans on those, you can get in and out pretty darn quick. Well, this was a transit EcoBoost. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, you're not having a fun time, then, are you? Yeah. I haven't done much transit work. Are, are they doghouse style, or are they salt? No, oh, they have no wish. motherfucking doghouse, bro. Oh, great. You know how nice it would be to do EGR coolers on those things? Oh, my God. Oh, that yeah. would be so sick. That would be so sick. Or like, dude, we've had. Damn, a doghouse. We've had transit? a few wow. transits come in, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I just brought my vehicle into wherever, and they did the EGR cooler, and it's the check engine lights on like 200 miles later." It's like, you know how oh, nice dude. a doghouse would be to put those vacuum lines back on that someone didn't seat back on uh, all the way? Because you got to get in there with a mirror with one hand like this, and then you're like this, and then you're like this. Yeah, those are, uh, those those can suck too. I've, I've got tripping? I could have swore I just saw my dog in here. I got pretty damn good at them. They, uh, so what, we, we've, got, we've got two new techs in here today. Yeah. What what is a horror story? Either one of you guys. What's like a horror story that you got stumped trying to do something, fix something, haunted you? Hmm. Well, Nick ran my foot over with a cop car and took me to the ground. <laughs> so I mean what the hell? That For real? Kinda, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've done way worse. We were throwing our old floor jack away and it's like a big mother trucker of a floor jack like it's a norco like i think it's a five ton floor jack and i thought my coworker was ready to throw it into the bed of our lot truck and i threw it and it did not make it into the bed and it whacked him in the head and i had never oh. Oh, felt no. so bad about something in my life because normally I'm the kind of person where um, I see people get hurt and I start laughing. Dude, you hit my him with a floor struck. jack? Dude, I thought I killed him. Oh, dude, man. you hit somebody oh, with a floor jack, bro? Dude, no. What the John, fuck? You don't understand how big dude. these floor jacks are. Dude, what are you, man. fucking King Kong? You're just throwing around <laughs> a floor jack? Dude, I went like I thought he. I thought we were doing like a one-two Scooby-Doo. Dude, why would you throw a floor jack? Motherfucker, you are Scooby-Doo. Why would you throw a floor jack into my? I chucked my end into the bed of the truck. Wouldn't it fuck up the truck if you just threw a floor jack? Dude, it's our lot truck. We don't care. Dude, but still, man, it's the truck we use to drag things in, right? I got the floor jack, jack and I'm thinking we're ready to throw it in and like, dude, this is a heavy floor so, jack. I will, so I my will little, you a my little, my little floor jack at, at my house is a hundred pounds. No, dude, this floor jack literally puts all it's other more. floor jacks to shame. So, so that one's probably like two, three hundred pounds. Oh, we were struggling to pick it up. So I go to throw that thing in, you right? Threw it I got, I got the him. handle you side. I got the handle side, and. He, 
Dude, I would have been so pissed if you hit me. With I still feel deck. so bad about this. I've hit that's messed up, bro. And I'm like this. That's I don't even know it. I don't even I know throw if that's... it, and he's still kind of got it in his hands. So it hits the tailgate, and it goes like this. Did you, did you talk? Right about, wait, wait. Did you talk about this? Did you say, "Hey, let's throw this"? Yeah, like we we knew what we were doing, but I. So I it's not I your fault. Injured. It's his fault. No, it is like, not his fault. I will not say it is his fault. It's no, 100% saying, my fault. No, but I'm saying, did you guys know? Did he know you were going to throw it? Like, or did I don't, dude. It? I, I think I just got caught up in the moment. Regardless, yeah. you know who you are. I feel terrible about yeah, hitting you in the head fault. with a floor jack. It don't sound like he knew you were throwing it. I don't think I mean, he did. He, why dude, would you he, throw? Why he would was you done throw that, for the bro? rest of the day. He had to just like sit for the rest of the, the day. The rest of the day. He and this was at like lunchtime. For the rest of the day. He's a soldier. I would have went to medical. I'm a soldier. I got a story for you. Yeah, at yeah, the time, yeah. There's a kid working under me. We just did an upper oil pan on a 350 pickup Lariat. He forgot to connect the shift linkage back on the trans. Started the oh. truck up, crawled underneath it. Oh, fuck. The truck was in neutral. He tried to switch the linkage himself to part <gasps> while the vehicle is on and running through it and oh, drive. Fuck. Truck plows into the wall in front of him, smashes his toolbox, almost runs <laughs> him over. But he was he was <laughs> under it. He was under it. So then, he so he went, did he Come go on. under? Did, the, did he go this under the rear disc? Real. No, he like, luckily if the wall wasn't there, he would have been ran over. Oh, dude! So he Luckily, it didn't that go that it didn't go that far. It only went, yep. and then he was still under. Like, oh fuck! All right, destroyed so his toolbox. But this is the best picture one. I can find of this floor jack, and you will understand like the monstrosity size of these floor jacks that we have. This is just one I found on the internet compared to like a ladder. Dude, oh. you tried to throw that, and he didn't know you were throwing it. Dude, we that's... chucked it in the bag, dude, and that, that handle is... right there got him dude, good. that's <clears throat> fucked up, man. That is fucked up. That I can't is a floor jack, my friend. I don't know, man. I would never have told anyone that story. That's that's fucked up. It wasn't <laughs> intentional, but that I know, is like... I know, but it don't matter, bro. <laughs> well, which is worse? Him like, or don't get around Matt with a floor jack. I yeah. probably wouldn't. I don't know which one is worse. Well, you I want to get hit started. on the head with a floor jack, or you want DS to lock up your car after doing an engine repair? I lock mean, up the car. I think lock up the car. I don't want to get hit in the head. I want to get hit in the head with a billy club. Hold on. So, did you ever talk to him? Did you ever talk to him? Man, about I'm that? never talking. I'm never telling. <laughs> I'm gonna probably tell him, dude. It's out on. The you know what? No, you know what? Yet. It's it's been a couple years, and I'm probably gonna wait. I think two more years. It's been like eight years. I'm gonna wait like right. two more years before I tell him. So Nick says, Nick says he watched his coworker almost die. <laughs> Zach, what's yours? Oh God, I have way too many to tell. Um, Listen, we all start see. somewhere. We all fuck something up, man. Oh, so here's a here's a doozy of a one that wasn't my fault, and it really and truly was fucking parts department's fault. So we're doing a, a V6 on a Sorento. No, not a Sorento, a Santa Fe a SUV V6. Nothing super fancy, just a GDI motor. Threw a rod through the All block, right. broke valves, everything, needed everything. So it was like $17,000, $18,000 once everything was all said and done. 
Well, the chains and the phasers and the cam sprockets had been updated since the engine was produced. No TSB, no nothing. Put it together, ship it down the road after I do my test drive. Customer picks it up that night. It's Friday. And, you know, I enjoy my weekend, come in on Monday, and I see that same car there. I'm like, that's unnerving. Right. So on Saturday, the foreman who he was pretty much worth his weight in stone, not money. Let's just put it that way. Uh, it gets the car, checks it out. It's got a check engine light running like shit. Check, check engine lights just for camp phaser, uh, you know, out of time, but all of a sudden it starts running fine. So he's like, okay, clears codes, drives it five miles, ships it back to the customer. She doesn't even make it back to her house 15 minutes away before the engine goes pop. What had happened was the bank, the even cylinder bank on that engine, when they changed the design of the ch uh, chain and the phasers, they didn't release the parts for the phasers yet or the cam sprockets, but they sent me the chain and it was a slightly different machining thickness. So it literally oh. split the chain in half. Like the chain went rip. Yikes. While she was doing about 60 miles an hour. So wow. I ended up having to tear that thing apart again. All in all, the total bill for that one car after being at our shop for nine months, oh. nine months was $28,000. Oh, wow. My Might as well just give him a new car at that point. <laughs> Even better story about it. They covered the whole bill. They tried to come back on the tech me because I didn't check TSBs. Motherfucker, they didn't even have a TSB at the tech level. They had it at the engineering department and at the uh, tech line assistance center level, but they hadn't they, released it. Did as they a, actually try to charge you? Oh, they tried. You? When I worked for, uh, they tried charging me back, not charging me personally, but the dealership back the entire claim because their idea of like not paying a claim was not paying the entire thing. Not doing like, right. well, you went over on like uh, reusable bolts or whatever. So we're just going to like kick that off the claim. No, they kicked the entire thing back to the dealership and then charged them. And they were like, uh, no, we did everything you were telling us to do. Nothing was even told to us until we called your tech line going, uh, what the fuck? Damn, yeah. that's that. Damn. You know what? It sucks because the customer, you don't want to do that to the customer. <laughs> Well, and like I said, and she's a, a traveling nurse too. So it was even harder yeah. for her just because she was in a rental vehicle for almost nine months, gets her car Damn. back and then goes, Jesus oh crazy. shit. Yeah. That's crazy, that would have man. not been yep. cheap for the manufacturer to mm. rent mm -hmm. a car yep. out for nine at months. One point, yeah. Well, at one point we had, when I, when I, when I took over as foreman, because I was the only one that had any certification level, uh, it was me, a B-Tech that had been a B-Tech for nine months before he got that position. Two lube techs and a couple of other lubies that were working around me. I was the highest experienced person in the building for almost a year. Wow. And so when it came to engines and diagnostics, electrical, basically anything over somebody's head was my job. We had cars on the lot for almost six months because I couldn't even touch a job because there was so Damn. much shit going on. Nobody was in the nobody in the building was qualified to do so. So cars just sat. Damn. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's why I am so glad I am in such a large 
dealership and that I do trucks. Dude, I got a pretty brutal fucking story. Pretty brutal fucking repair story from hell. Repair story from hell, bro. I used to uh, I used to drive '99 Camaro. I had a '98. I had a '98 Camaro. I didn't have a lot of money, so Yo, I would get these fish. cars for like yeah, young right. catfish. I would get these Camaros for five hundred bucks, ha. and then I would get an engine for five hundred bucks. And there's a whole fucking story about this Camaro that I got. It was like black. It had leather. And I, you know, I probably was in the car for $1,200. It ran good. It was great. It, it was just, it was just perfect. Well, I never had a car that was all one color. I'm all excited. You know, it's all black. It's got T-tops. It's a V6. No one really knows. I would get the Buick V6s and put them no in it. They're cheaper. No one knows. Man, I would drive to work so fast and then one day it was raining I had the car up and running for like a week and a half and I'm just sitting at the kitchen table with my uncle he's like hey you better go to work you're gonna be late I looked at my uncle and said I'm never late <laughs> it's pouring um, rain he was I'm, go I'm over on Gratiot getting on the 75 we, we were in Detroit at the time and I'm flying. I blow past this lady like, no, 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 you're going too slow. I fly by her going like 70 in the pouring rain. And all of a sudden it starts pouring like harder and harder. Next thing you know, I'm like, wait a second. I'm not driving no more. Wait a I have no control. And the thing is oh, like no. the music, the music that I was listening to at the time was getting me way too hyper. Like it's oh, getting me wow. way too. It was like, oh, wow. It was like some song. It was like, all the way turned up. I think it was Roscoe, Roscoe or something. Roscoe Bash or something. All the way. I was like, ah! I'm not steering no more. And the car, I can see in the left mirror, the, the uh, rear tire hits the concrete wall. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh no, I'm messing up my car. Next thing you know, the front slams into the wall, the airbags the wall. I'm oh, in the middle of the freeway. No. We drag the car off to the side and you know, and uh, we take it over to a lot, get it towed over to a lot. I had the car for, like I said, a week and a half, and it's totaled, man. It's totally wrecked. So I'm like, hey, I gotta get back on the horse. I gotta find another car, I gotta find another Camaro. I still got an engine. This engine runs. So I got an engine. I just need to find one that needs an engine. Man, I went to Dearborn, some Arab guys, and got a, you know, got a, <laughs> these guys, these guys ripped me off. You just had man. to throw that in there. They ripped me off. I bro. thought you were going Toyota on that one, but. I pulled the dipstick out, and I'm like, this, this, this transmission fluid's burned, man, because the engine was shot. I'm like, this transmission fluid, man, it don't look right. He's like, no, 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 the transmission shift great. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was Middle Eastern Man, or Jamaican. It's knocking. Was, it's you said knocking. it, not me. It's <laughs> knocking. More the motor's knocking. Whatever, whatever. The motor's knocking. So I was at the time working construction. I bring the, the car back over to the construction yard. I pay like $700 for the car. And I'm like, all right, time to get to work. I wanted that leather interior out of my black one. So I ripped the whole interior out, switched the interior. I'm thinking, all right. I got to do an engine and transfer. Let me just do the engine and see what happens. I put the engine in. I got the new interior in. 
All, meanwhile, it's freezing cold. I don't have heat. I'm, at, I'm working at night in the middle of Detroit. I'm hearing spooky noises all the time. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so nothing, nothing <laughs> changed. Nothing so I'm changed. driving, I'm driving the car, the transmission. I'm like, oh my God, this transmission is so fucked. It's slipping. It's fucking doing, it's not shifting past two. It's like, oh. So I, I go and I put a new fucking trance in it, bro. I put the trance from the black car. I put the trance in it. Then the fucking rear end starts humming. I'm like, what the fuck? The rear end's making noise. So I fucking switched over to fucking rear end. Then I'm fucking, all right, I got it running. I got it running, finally. Next thing you know, like a week later, I hear a slight tap. tap, tap, tap. On deceleration, I hear a slight tap, 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 tap. What is that? I'm Uh-oh. checking the oil. I'm looking. It's fucking metal in the oil. Dude, this engine that I just put in the black one and then wrecked the car and then put it in the, put it in the uh, silver one. This one's silver now. Slowly but surely, the engine starts knocking. Finally, it's just a solid dull knock. The rod, it's throwing a rod. <laughs> so I, I've got to go and get another engine and put it in the car, put it in the car. And it was just, it was just everything on the car. Every moving part was replaced from the, from the window regulators down to the engine to the rear end to the front hubs. Everything was replaced, and I drove that car for like two years <laughs> and I sold it for like 1200 bucks but that was just now I mean imagine I, I putting, think what the biggest question is is what oil did you run in that in that I probably ran like one and the one that the engine failed Some bullshit wolf's head I no, shit. Bro, no <laughs> the reason the reason why the engine failed in my opinion is okay one or two things either because I crashed the shit out of it or most likely is because when I was putting it together, when you switch over to the V6, the, the front wheel drive V6 to the rear wheel drive V6, you got to change everything over. So you got to change the oil filter housing. And I'm like, well, I got to get the gasket. And somebody, my uncle was helping me. He's like, man, you don't need no gasket. Just make it out of RTV. I'm like, the oil pressure, the oil filter. Yeah, he's like, the oil RTV filter. is not a gasket. Yeah, I'm like, the oil filter housing is, man, just on our TV. I'm like, you sure? The oil filter? I don't man, know. Get some Elmer's glue, man. I don't know why. <laughs> it could have been because I crashed into the wall. I don't know. <laughs> Motherfuckers oh, using rubber cement. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, man, you got to just throw some JB Well down. You'll be cool. <laughs> I don't know. It, I don't know. The oil filter housing shouldn't matter anyway. I mean, it wasn't leaking oil. I had oil I mean, pressure. I don't know what happened. It, it could have been the engine. I got it from a junkyard. So at least it's better than the E46. Uh, I think that's what it is. BMWs that have pretty much every BMW engine that has an oil filter standoff housing uses the alternator bracket as the oil filter standoff housing. So in order to repair that leak for a literal seal about this big, oh, you tear the front end of the engine apart, pull the alternator bracket off, let that thing douche for about an hour put it all back together and then you know i think car wizard the another youtube channel just did <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 like, yeah yeah and it's literally three dollars four dollars for a seal at 650 dollars labor total or whatever it was i mean that's right. kind of like doing a front cover on a uh on a six seven that seal is like 
thirteen dollars, but it's. You said that shit was hard as hell, though, huh? Dude, the thing was literally like, I went to pull the front cover seal out. Soft, 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 soft. Go to pull it out, and it just broke. So I'm like, I mean, I've seen some hard seals. So I'm like, okay, I'll pull it out. I couldn't pull it out. I'm like, I'll push it out. It won't move. So I grabbed a pick and it was literally had turned itself into hard plastic. I'm like, well, that's why she's leaking. How'd the high pressure pump come out? High pressure pump? For what? Oh, wait, yeah, I guess you wouldn't have to fuck with that. Nope. Oh, yeah. You gotta do is take the vacuum pump off. Yeah, duh. What am I thinking about? The other reason, I don't even know if you have to take the vacuum pump off. There might have to because there might be some bolts that are like captured behind it. Mm. Um, no, I mean, that's not a terrible job. And But I, if you have a press in place gasket on your oil pan, like 11 or a 12, you might be able to get away with doing it without taking the, low, the upper pan off. But I would not, I wouldn't recommend it. Pigman Neat, how many, recommend it. how many miles on yours right now? On my truck? Yeah. Oh, I'm pushing like 22,000. Wait, she so gets driven. I, I, haven't, I haven't met Nate, so I don't know what he's running. Well, he got 20, 20, um, six, seven. 20, 20, 20. Uh, STX. All right, all right. Yeah. Um, you guys are you going crew cab, crew cab, crew cab, super cab, okay, crew get, cab, six and three crew quarter, board. or long bed? Uh, six and three quarter. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how people do it with a crew cab and an eight foot bed. That is a literal ship. You might as well get a dually at that point. Yeah, those things are ships. Yeah, that's kind of what I, I, that's why I wanted a 450, because the front end's a little tighter, turns in a little tighter, a, but. So, I had a dude literally come in and try to complain about fuel economy on an F-350 with an eight-foot bed and a crew cab, like I think what you're talking about, and, you know, lifted up another four inches with some big 37s on it, and oh my, my service manager and I look at each other and go, really? I'm not even going to address this, I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah, I probably really? would have looked Bullshit. at those tires and be like, you got 37s on there, goodbye. Yeah. I want to put 37s on my 250. I think it'd be sweet. And if you just want with to? The stock well, wheels. But... Stock wheels. I don't want to put rims on it. I just want to get big wheels. What do you have on those 18s? Mm-hmm. 18s on 37s can look pretty good. If you go too wide, you might get... Well, if you do like a 37 by 12 and a half, you might get wandering just because there's so much more sidewall over that wheel. I don't know if I can go to a 12 and a half. Do I have to go that wide? I don't don't think so. Um, I think that's what they come because my truck is running 35, 12 and a half, 18s. And I don't get the wobble. I've had people complain about it. And we ended up going with market wheels. I probably would be okay with 35s. What do you guys think about Toyos? They're good. Drift tires. I mean, they're good. I don't. I don't. But I don't really. Ryan, what tires did you just get? 
I know a lot of custom offset guys run those and they probably have a locally hated sticker on the back of their truck too. So it's my thoughts yeah. on them. What tires did you just get, right? I just got a uh, Michelin Defender, like the LTX MS. Oh, I had right. Toyo Open Country AT2s. I got, they were pretty decent. Hmm. Um, I think I got about 50,000 miles out of them, so. I'm telling you, these yeah, tremor really, ones, man. I love really those Goodyear like, ones. Yeah, I hear a lot of good stuff. I hear a lot yeah. of good stuff about those Duratec tires. They have some aggressive tread. I know, and Dude, I'm just afraid you, that if I drive okay, them, okay, the tread be, is aggressive, right? You ever ran those in the mud or snow? I'm no. sure they do good in the snow. Stock. Really? On Toil Dura? Oh, I mean, on uh, Duratec. No, the Wranglers. The Wranglers. We had a set oh. of Wranglers on a plow truck when I worked for a landscape company and I hated that truck through and through because of the tires that were on it. I run Continentals on my plow truck and have no issues. Continentals. Are you talking Stock. about the Kevlar Wranglers? No. I don't remember they, if they were the Kevlars or the ones, ones that come on the Tremors. That tread pattern on the Wranglers does not do it for me. It just doesn't. I still I've, swear I've by heard, the BFG. I've heard good stuff. The thing is, I yeah, feel like BFGs wear out too fast, too. The KO2. BFG-AT. Yeah, KO2s. Especially with the 1,050 foot-pounds, I'm going to eat them things right up. Just Squishy eat them up. tire, great for snow. Great eat them up. I thought the tread wear rating on well, wait, what about, like what about the a beer what about the, uh What about the Falcon Wild Peaks? I had wild peaks on my Grand Cherokee, and those things chopped like mad. Mm, something was wrong with that Cherokee. <laughs> I'm just saying, I had them on a Grand Cherokee. <laughs> uh, passenger tires. I mean, why did they chop? They chopped. Okay. Dude, it didn't matter how much I rotated them. It sounded like a freaking helicopter. That's a, that's a first, man. I never heard nothing like that from wild peaks, man. So I will workplace, not get those work, again. Workplace got wild peaks on his uh, truck. He's towing and hauling and putting on kind of miles. Workplace needs to get his butt on here. I yeah, I don't know. It's just get on here. the batch of tires. I, I know have, my man. I mean, busy. no, I mean it's a Cherokee. The thing probably was older and it probably had some alignment issues. I would imagine. Now he's got. Oh, a it was a Grand Cherokee. Alignment was fine. It had been to the dot. It had been to you know Jeep dealership. Had front end done. Made sure that the thrust angle wasn't crazy on it, and they, you know, did a dick job on the alignment. But they just chopped tires. It, I know, that, I know this. So I had them, them. I had them on my 150 before I sold it, and it hooked up pretty good in the snow. Oh no, it was a tank. Yeah, they just didn't. I was not satisfied with how they wore. How long did you drive them for? Probably a year, and then wow, that's when I traded that thing in and got my truck. So, I'm not a fan. That doesn't mean you can't be a fan. Um, Word. Yeah. Word. So, Nick, you're the young buck at your store, right? Uh, one of them, yeah. So, what job do you get stuck with the most? Well, um, first off, he is a senior master certified <laughs> in everything. Certified in more shit than I'm certified in. I'll have you know, so. Well, right now, um, 
got a 6R140 I'm building on a school bus at a torque converter shutter. Um, Have you been able to get parts for that thing? No, I've been waiting. I've been waiting about three months for a torque converter. Just got it. (laughs) I'm hoping to slam that thing in there next week. I know that only because one of our trans guys, I'll walk by him just to heckle. (laughs) <laughs> like hey so and so wants to know when you're gonna get that trans done he's you know we're trying to get this thing done so we can get paid for it and he'll look at me i can't get part back <laughs> yeah it's been ridiculous when waiting on a seal kit and a uh, torque converter but literally the it's... same things he's waiting on that's funny. yeah yeah um other than that just kind of i don't have a mix of everything used to do a lot of front end um Past couple of months, I've been doing a lot of short blocks on six mm-hmm. seven. Oh, really? All right. Mm-hmm. My yeah, I mean, uh, my F four fifty, the front end, it wanders a little bit. Yeah. Kinda like, do you get the like, uh, death wobble at all? The steering I, you know oscillation. What? You can't you know call what? it that. You can't call it that. You know you can't what? Call it that. <laughs> call the steering wheel oscillation. I got something one day, uh, like last week, coming home from work. I hit. I, I don't know what I hit, like a bump or a rut or whatever. And I did get a quick little, like, it wasn't that bad. It was kind of like a, it was like maybe four times. It was like, whoa, what the heck? And it was yeah. like, and then it straightened out. Uh, other than that, it only happened once. But yeah, they it, drives that, great. Uh, it drives great in the city. coverage on the uh, so steering on shock. 20. They, it's not for a 20. Oh, his is a 20. Okay. It's only a 17 through 19. So it's supposed to have the new Hitachi dampener on them. Yeah. No, I, I was just curious because I didn't know if, like, you know, truck comes in, someone, someone, someone. Hello. Uh, I'm assuming that uh, Hitachi's doing an inspection you. on it. And he looks up and he's like, oh, that sucks. That upper pan's leaking. <laughs> hey, Nick, I got a job for you. <laughs> <laughs> I get that one a lot, like probably once a day. Like, hey Matt, we got a job for you, and I'm just like, yeah. You just gotta, t- you just gotta toughen up, Matt. You know, you just gotta pick up your head and do what you gotta do. You know, you'll be all right. I I was keeping track of how many upper oil pans and tank heaters I was doing on those trucks, and I just stopped counting at this point because it just makes me sad. Yeah. The upper pants just really? kind of get old after a while. Dude, they get so old. And yeah. I, I said this on our other one. For some reason, I don't know why. The thing I hate most about that job, it's not how dirty I get. It's not how much of a, you know, PETA some things can be. It's that stupid oil filter housing. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm freaking tearing <laughs> this thing. I'm going to go fast. And it's like, I don't know why. The oil filter housing just pisses me off. Why? You want me to come over there and I take it know. out for you, little, little baby? I can't explain it because I'm like, all right, I got this truck all ready to go. Got to put the oil filter housing on. I don't know why, but I don't like you. The thing just that stresses you, me out the most just, is the just get you some RTV. Yeah. Just get you some RTV and slap that oil filter housing on there. But I think no. everyone that I'm going to do from now on is I'm going to jack that motor up. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to get that much more of a room because. I mean, Speaking of jacking the motor up, someone had commented on one of the podcasts, and Aaron and I mulled over this a little bit, 
And I think it's only appropriate to address that of someone saying, you guys need to let this out because if it's a faster, easier way, whatever. I have done it. I don't like it. And I do not find it safe. So it sounds why I'm not going to. It's, it that's why I'm sketchy. not going to say how to do it. Yeah. Because I don't want someone being like, oh, my cab fell on me. Oh, yeah, it sounds, my it engine sounds, fell on me. Oh, my train fell on yeah. me. Like, I... Sketchy. I just hate I hate working with the, the, the heavy weight of the trains. Like, the, the, the jack and pulling it out and then I just... You guys need to get yourself a Norco trans jack and get the adapter plate for a 6R140 because it makes, if you don't have one, it makes life so easy with pulling those things out. We got what's the email that link to me. We're going to get a couple of those. Yeah, I'll, 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 you know, once we're done, I'll, what's the adapter on there? The adapter plate for the Norco jack? I'll buy one and then you can throw it at me like your coworker. Oh, no, that was a trans jack. <laughs> that wasn't a trans jack. That was a floor jack. I still do not feel good about it. I guess I guess we all make mistakes. I mean, you got a point. I did almost lock up that engine. I mean, it, it didn't lock up. At least it ran, for, it ran for a couple more years with the uh, help of full synthetic oil. But Full synthetic yeah, sludge so. oil. This is the adapter. If you're doing it on a 650, oh, or shit. yeah, yeah, fits it perfectly, what? and you can fit a 5R110 in there also. Dude, Nick, we need that. No yeah, more blocks. Do you guys have a Norco Transjack? Yeah. You need to get that. Or, How much is that? Yeah, you need to get text that, that to me. Text that to me. Or um, the only that. thing is right around here. I had to notch it to get the trans out of 650 and 750s. And if I notch it like that, I can roll the trans and pull it out without pulling the downpipe. Yeah, because we just have the generic adapters that come with it, you know, the little, the four legs. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's the four legs and you can shift them. The only time I use that is if I'm doing like a a fuel tank or Mm, um, yeah. yeah, something like that. But no, that that adapter is very nice. And I sent an email out to Norco the other day asking when the six R one four or the ten R one forty one is going to be coming out, and they're currently working on it. I got a I got a ten R one forty. I got to replace that Godzilla motor that I did that video on. He's getting a whole trains, so it'll be my oh. first twenty twenty trains to take out. That doesn't Damn. look fun to pull out. Why is that guy whatsoever. having so many so many issues, man? I don't know. First round. I don't That's know. I say. First round. Be patient. Mm-hmm. First round built on a Friday. Built on the last day of the pay period. I mean, built this during COVID. Not so. Yeah. COVID drug. Not they couldn't. So they didn't dope. have the seal kit for it. <laughs> Cocksuckers. So speaking of trains, jacks, and you know adapters that would have been nice a long time ago. I did a, I worked for a shop, it was an independent shop, and we did, um, we would get some side work from the AT&T um, service stations that were around us, and one of them was the big hill trucks, because it was all power lines through the mountains, all fun stuff like that, so it was an F-450, but it had, like, basically an excursion six-door, ca- you know, cab on it, with, uh, pretty cool. 
dude, it was a giant truck. I mean, I could sit underneath it full, like sit my ass on the concrete. And so slide you're saying, underneath. you're saying this truck is lifted with it's, a excursion body on it. It's something, I mean, it was something huge. It, it was a special something. order. It, it was, I mean, it was custom, like the biggest build. Yeah. And it was built for going up, like I said, doing power lines in the mountains and stuff like that. Well, they blew out the transfer case on it and we ended up replacing it. By we, I mean me, you know, scrawny 20-year-old me with weighing 130 pounds. That transfer case left Fomoco imprinted backwards across my chest for about three Dude, weeks. Plenty, plenty of times <laughs> where I've put transfer cases in, you just lift them up and try to get it, you know, try to slide it on there and get a... I've done that a couple of times. Those old Camaro... Aaron, have you ever got a uh, um, six by six truck come in? Mm-mm. So the way I was told they is there was a company that wanted to do six by six super duties. And this is way before Sparks Motors or Diesel Brothers, Heavy D, whatever you want to call them, started doing this. But Ford did it from the factory. They built, I think, a hundred, a thousand, whatever many trucks and this is one that i got to work on this was when i was at our quick lane store they built uh, that so they made the frame so that they could drop the extra axle in there so it's got a pass-through axle so the drive shaft goes in the front one kicks over to the right and then goes back to the other one yeah and i, I don't yeah. remember if that one was a six liter or a seven three but at the time I was doing an AC concern on it, but I dude, I have never felt so cool in my life than driving that thing. Cause it's just such, it's such an interesting vehicle. And then to find out that Ford had like done a special run of frames for them and like bedsides and everything to make that work and look a hundred percent factory because oh. it was. So that was like, so far, I'm going to put that as coolest thing that I've worked on. I mean, we've worked on um, some very cool vehicles for government agencies that you would have never guessed that's what they're used for. And that's as far as I'll go with that. Um, yeah, I'm going to put that one right on the top. around somehow. Yeah. Hey, right. We're at an hour. The cool thing is that guy, that guy did... Uh, gooseneck off of his so it's like he basically had a little miniature semi right there the only thing he was missing was the uh air brake license which that probably had air brakes right oh uh, that one it did not oh, okay yeah you guys work on air brakes at all at your store yes oh either of you not that i know of no. we've been i mean we obviously have to have we're trying to figure out right now if we need to have our air brake certification through the state. If we have to do it for warranty reasons. We don't typically work on the anything over a five, you know, anything over a 450 just because our our shop is not big enough for those trucks. Anything over that is pretty I mean, much I know just like Ford's pushing it. policy is like if you sell it, you have to be able to work on it. Yeah. So we do GTs though. We only get we only get a handful of GTs coming in here and there, but um, they wanted us to do like a white room for it to work on them. Yeah, and I remember the one GT that came in. 
got pulled off a trailer, put on wheel dollies, and white gloved around the shop. That's exactly what they want you to do. I uh, I worked on not I didn't get to work on it, but I was working at the Hyundai dealership, and we had a guy that had bought one from the actual selling dealer, which was just across the river. And part of the thing is with those cars, you have to get them PPF'd right off the factory. No, not, you know, right off the factory delivery truck, basically. If it's not PPF'd, you don't get the car. That's how it works. What's PPF? So paint protection film or a paint protection program of some sort. And uh, they were driving it back, heard a clatter and the engine shut off. Car had 43 miles on it and it cracked the number three, number four cylinders all the way across. They, they said that because of the level of repair, if you ever get the chance, just look at the repair manual operation for just removing the engine itself. And it literally Wait. says, remove the entire half of the car on a special jig. Yeah. I think the last TSB I saw for the GT is if you have a engine concern you are supposed to contact a certain team and the vehicle gets shipped off to where they get assembled in Canada and they do yep. the work there. There's that's, two places. That's, that's weird, man. That, that car, you, you buy it and you can't sell it type of stuff. It's like, man. Yeah, but I mean, there's it's... two places in the world that can do that kind of work to those cars. One is the manufacturing facility in Canada, which you're right about. And the other place is L.A. Anything that involves anything other than really simple stuff like trim or a tire here and there, it gets sent off back to the the original. Yeah, manufacturer. that's that's crazy. Bring that GT over my house. Mm-hmm. I'll fix it. You don't got to worry about that. Oh, we were ready to, to tackle it. You know, our parts department was literally drooling over a, a long block quote at $78,000 or something like that. You know what? Our, that's a ripoff because our... it's just an EcoBoost. Why don't they just get one oh. on F-150 and stick it in there? It's Dude, an EcoBoost that's on steroids. Yeah, it is well, an EcoBoost that makes same. everything else cry. Do you think they'll notice too much of a difference? Just put an F-150, give them 365. Dude, our uh, parts department was jumping and screaming <laughs> when we got to warranty a trans for a GT500. <laughs> yeah, not cheap. And it was for a line pressure sensor because it's not replaceable. Is that dual clutch? Yeah. Is that a a dual clutch? Yeah. So they had the Tremec engineer come out or one of Tremec's engineers come out to like confirm it. And it wasn't anything against, you know, the technician diagnosing it or anything. It was just before they paid that. Yeah. Before they paid that $28,000 bill for us to put a trans in it, they wanted to be like, they wanted Tremec to say, yep, it needs a trans. Yeah. And that's going to be the way that the industry goes from now on. Everything is just stupid expensive and it's not really anything different than what we've lived with. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's insane engineering that goes behind it and the design factoring, but it is not worth, like I said, a module that looks as big as my cell phone and all it does is radar communications, like $5,000 is really inexpensive for a piece of PCB and plastic. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, you know, what's weird is, is like anything on the vehicle has to cost so much more. Like uh, I just did cameras on my uh, salt spreaders and those little cameras 
costs more than a full 4K DJI uh, cam camera setup. Just the yeah. lens, for just an OEM lens that's in your tailgate is what three three hundred dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just for the lens, three hundred dollars can get you like a whole camera, like an action camera that yeah, does like a way more. Canon flip out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, part of that is to go with warranty costs to cover that because if they're going to cover it for free it's the same reason no i'm buying all of our tools cost a ridiculous stupid amount is because no question i'm buying this i'm buying this aftermarket though like just the lens aftermarket it's like what one of my friends is an engineer and his dad owned a electroplating company but is also engineer his mom's an engineer so i'm like why do automotive parts cost so much? Because you guys literally just told me how much it costs you to make a part from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And you want to know what their answer was? Because we can. And because uh, they can. And that's they why. Like they went to the German schools. All right. Before we end, I want to see the coolest car photo on everyone's phone. They're on their phones. Yeah, we're on their phones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking okay. like, how well, am I going to do this? You're not on your phone. Oh, let me just throw my cat. Pictures. You want to see a photo, man? I don't need no. I don't need no phone, man. I got my. I'm at I my guess, house. I, I guess I will start. Nothing. So, around end of August, um, they do this thing in Grand Rapids called the Metro Cruise. And basically everyone comes out and floods like a main street and it's just like a giant car show, car parade, whatever. And all the manufacturers get on board with dealerships that are on 28th Street and they'll send us cars to put out, right? So at the time, the GT500 had not been released to the public. So that is the number two GT500 prototype. And that is the number one carbon GT. Like Full carbon, percent carbon. Yeah. One point three million for the GT, and we said, well, "What about the GT five hundred? How much that's worth?" And they're like, "We can't even. We can't put a number on it. So <laughs> don't do anything to it." There's my photo, Matt. Fire truck? What kind of fire truck is that? It's a 6.7 liter power stroke fire truck. Wait, who makes that? Is that HME? It's made by Pierce. Pierce makes that. That's cool as hell. Yeah, it came in for a driveline vibration. Had to put a drive shaft on it. Dang, I didn't know that Pierce did that. That's Ooh, really cool. I, I like that song. Because we, there's a, um, I think it's HME. I could be wrong. Um, but that is a manufacturer that's not far from us, and that was the company I looked at at one time to make fire trucks. All right, Ryan, what do you have? Still looking. I mean, I have I have a couple, couple few. When I was out, I was out skiing earlier today, and this Subaru BRZ that 
probably had like two two tenths of an inch of ground clearance comes by. Ooh, nice GT boy. That was the one that cracked the cylinder walls all the way across. Those cars are just unbelievably just beautiful and sexy. Like, if anyone has never seen inside of a GT, look at that steering wheel. There, it feels like a scratch magnet. If you just sit in the car, you better not have a pocket knife, a screwdriver. You better just be wearing like nothing. Just, just get in your car naked. Naked. Yeah, that's the oh only way you're not going to scratch. Even the tail lights on these girls. Look at those. I got one more. One from oh. the Henry Ford Museum GT. Ooh, yeah, I it's all just beat you know the hell. Rubber you know all over the fenders. That was the that was the Le Mans car. Yep. I have a story about an older GT. I'm going to look uh, here. Guy, the company I worked for for a while, had a, uh, his son was, you know, one of those car guys that just buys cars, doesn't really understand them, or just has way too much money and not enough brains. And they live on private property. Well, he took his friends out for a joyride in a GT, and therefore GT. And brought it into the shop for a rattle concern. Well, it's because there was about three inches of gravel in every air duct on that car because he had decided to pull over in a gravel lot instead of, you know, just find a place to turn around. Here's a good one. I I took a cab off of a truck at Bell Tire and had to take it to another (laughs) another location. That was kind of messed up. That had to be I know I have a picture of that car. I, I've got to have a picture of the Le Mans car. It just moved. That's also a really cool thing you should do if you like Ford trucks. Go to Dearborn and go do the Dearborn Rouge factory truck tour. Yeah. I'll take you into plant. Don't worry about nothing. We'll go off the floor and I'll show you some uh, I'll show you some jobs. And then I would highly recommend you come through and see us at Bill Brown Ford. You guys can check us out on billbrownford.net. Make sure to check us also out uh, for the podcast uh, on all of the uh, most common podcast streaming groups. Um, And uh, the merch that I have coming in, I got some fresh, fresh set of shirts. I'm going to get those up on the social media and let you guys know what sizes, colors, and the costs are. And if you are down, get at me. I want to give a big shout out and thanks to Mr. Zach from the West Coast. Hanging out with us tonight. Kegman Nate, Angry Bear Matt, and Real and Ryan Diaz. All I see is them two little knobby knees. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. And uh, tell us what you liked about it in the comment section below. And if you guys want to get on, check out DS's catfish Camaro. Drop us an email here above my head or DS's email. He can send you some catfish pics. All right, guys. Thanks so much for watching.